0: Good afternoon, everyone. I trust you're having a great day and that you had a great weekend. (laughs) For some of us, it was, uh, you know, a pretty good weekend. I know that uh, a lot of people, particularly those in Gander, woke up to a bit of snow today. But um, yesterday was a surprisingly spring-like day in the metro region, and I couldn't help but notice that some people were a little bit redder than usual yesterday evening. And while we sometimes remark and even joke about someone with a lighter complexion getting a sunburn, the fact is that every burn you get represents damage to your skin and the results can go Far beyond simply aging faster or developing a deep tan. Um, In fact, you don't even need to get that burn. Melanoma is a serious, aggressive, and if not caught early, oftentimes deadly form of cancer. Well, May is Melatoma Awareness Month, and my guest today knows a melanoma. I'm sorry, I said melatoma. Melanoma is uh, um, um, very serious, of course, and my guest today knows a lot about the most serious form of skin cancer. her name is Bev Corrigan. Hello. Hi, Linda. How are you? Great. And I'm so glad you reached out to me to talk about this very important um, topic because I know a lot about it myself, unfortunately. Um, some uh, very close, dear members of my family have had it. Some have beaten it. Some have not. Um, and I don't want to get into that too much because I'll become far too emotional. But I want to start uh, with some of the basics. What, what is melanoma?
1: So melanoma is a very serious and potentially deadly form of skin cancer, Uh, is actually one of the few cancers uh, with incidence uh, rates on the high. Um, It can metastasize um, into your lymph nodes and very quickly spread to other organs in your body, uh, your brain, uh, lungs, so it, it is a very, very serious form of skin cancer.
0: And how does it differ from other forms of skin cancer? Because I think up until recent years, a lot of people said, ah, skin cancer, you know, you can just cut it out and no big deal.
1: So there are various forms of skin cancer. Um, Most of what people are experiencing or can relate to this cutting out or um, burning would be like a pre-cancer just on on your body so that's when you get the nitroglycerin you get it uh, burnt off that sort of thing there are other forms like basal cell carcinoma Um, those those uh, cancers can be very very uh, serious however they don't spread as quickly as melanoma would spread to your organs and can be removed
0: and melanoma is a type of cancer that simply can't just be cut out unless you get it extremely
1: early so for me um, my cancer was a stage 1b malignant melanoma and then my my uh, mole was very very small it was on the outside portion of my leg so when I seen that it was just a new growth and I didn't feel that it was anything um, serious. However, I just had a not a great feeling about it, so I decided to have it checked with some encouragement from a friend. And uh, when my doctor seen it, he decided to remove it, and he thought, well, Um, or he said to me, he said, uh, Bev, I don't think we have anything to worry about. It was a little tiny, tiny mole. Um, I I would almost describe it as a a skin tag. Um, That was in March of 2019. Then he said he would get back to me. So there was a delay in my uh, results. So time had passed, and in May, I got a call from my doctor's office and stating that he needed to see me. I uh, had completely forgotten about the mole because, again, it was two months later. So when I walked in his office and he came in, he looked at me, he said, Bev, um, he said, I'm shocked. He said, I am i was long. He said, you have melanoma? And I looked at him and I said, oh, well, it's, it's okay. Uh, we got it pretty early, so it's good. You know, it's gone now. And he looked at me again, and he said, Dev, it's melanoma. And I could see from his facial expression that um, I had a lot to learn, that it just wasn't going to be cut out. And uh, I was um, warned not to check the Internet, and I came quickly home and uh, looked on the the Internet and seen the death rate. And I realized then that my journey uh, was going to be A little bit more than a mole being removed. So from there, I sorry. No,
0: and I I want to get into your your story and your journey a a little bit um, later in the show. But are there particular risk factors? Did you have any risk factors?
1: So there are many risk factors uh, that you know go along with um, with melanoma. A a couple of you know of them are being uh, light hair, freckles, blue eyes. Uh, I fall into all of those. Uh, One blistering sunburn before the age of twenty, and family Um, genetics—they all play a part in uh, you know whether or not you're at risk for melanoma. I'm in my fifties, so when we were running around on sports day, we didn't think about sunscreen. We um, you know, I remember coming home and I would the next day uh, my legs would be just stiff <laughs> from trying to, you know, walk with the um with the amount of sun. And again, um sunscreen wasn't um it, it wasn't as as um popular if I can use that as it is today. So, uh, you know, those those risk factors are, are definitely uh, for me. Uh, I was of mind at one point that if I had a base tan um, going outside or, or going down south, that it was good. So I did uh, regrettably use tanning beds. Um, not often, but I did use them. So all of those uh, played a huge a part in in my journey at you know getting the, 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 the skin cancer
0: I know there's uh, probably um, people who are listening now and I've heard people use that term base tan and when I hear yeah. it it just about drives me nuts because there's no such thing as a base tan that's just skin damage 100% and people
1: don't realize that um, 3% of the tan would become your base and as, as you're As your body changes color, the pigmentation in your skin, it's actually uh, forming a layer so that it's trying to protect it. So that's what the tan becomes. And I, like you, I do cringe a little when I hear that, Linda, but... I don't focus on it. I try to simplify things. People will come around me sometimes, and uh, I know that they're thinking that I'm judging them for their their colours and stuff, but I don't. I just try, what I try to do is to get this information out there. Let your, you know, let the people... Uh, make an informed decision on what they're going to do but tanning beds are extremely extremely dangerous and I can't stress it enough and I really hope that by me coming on here a person will make the wise choice and say no to that that sort of thing and again like the sun rays um, in addition to the tanning beds are extremely strong the um, there's the UV index is ranked. On a, it's on a scale, so it's usually on like an eleven point scale, and from a zero to two is low, three to five is medium, six to seven is high, and eight to ten is very high, and eleven plus is extreme. So, for example, tomorrow, today our our UV index is very low. And tomorrow it is that uh, at six the the forecast for it is six or very high or high. So your skin can burn very quickly. And um, you know if if you're really aware of these things, just getting up in the morning and putting on your sunscreen, um, just like you would brush your teeth, you know, get it on there. And at least you know you're protecting yourself.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you you know, um, you mentioned that you're in your 50s. And for a lot of people of that age or older, grew up or uh, living during the 60s and the 70s in particular, um, that was the thing. Everybody got a tan. That was, you know, you put on tanning butter and went out there and, you know, joked about how you heard the sizzle. You knew it was good. You know, that kind of stuff. People actually lying in the sun and, and trying to get those darker colors on their skin if they happen to be light skinned. Um, and so, you know, we've be- we've learned a lot since then.
1: Absolutely, and thankfully, we have. Um, I've been um, working, well, volunteering with the Melanoma Network of Canada, formerly, and now it's Melanoma Canada. And the amount of information that I've been able to obtain from them. I actually felt kind of silly that I didn't know this previously. Um, You know, the sunshine is absolutely, it raises our our moods and, you know, the warmth and that sort of thing. Uh, But it is very, very dangerous. And as long as we're aware of that and we do things to prevent that, I think that's the key. You know, I don't think... Staying inside or being afraid of the sun or, you know, just really just passing it off is the answer. I think we need to, you know, just as long as we do what we can to keep ourselves safe. I really, really believe that that's the key uh, to all of this. And, you know, and it can be um, as easy as putting on uh, you know a uv shirt or uh you know wearing your sunglasses or um a, a large brimmed hat you know those are the kinds of things that we can do the uh the sun actually um you know it peaks between 11 and 3 so if you were to you know stay away from the sun it- in those peak hours the uv rays aren't so strong Um, and i want
0: to get into a little bit of that as well when we when we come back after the break because i am up to a break now um and uh talk a little bit more about your situation when we come back after this my guest today on on target is bev corrigan she has uh lived the melanoma journey i suppose this is melanoma awareness month we'll be back right after this Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And we're back. This is Melanoma Awareness Month. My guest today on On Target is Bev Corrigan. And uh, Bev, you mentioned you were diagnosed with melanoma just a couple of years ago. Were you aware of melanoma before your diagnosis?
1: Actually, no, I wasn't. I um, I hadn't heard it before. Um, when I said to my daughter um, that I had melanoma. Uh, She's a pharmacist, and she kind of chuckled, and she said, Mom, well, after she knew that I hadn't heard it before, (laughs) she said, where were you? But it just goes to show that it's not something that affected my life. I had no reason to really heed it, and um, yeah, so it it was all brand new for me. You mentioned when you were
0: diagnosed, you're like, okay, well, that's okay. You got it early, and you could tell by the doctor's face that it was a little more serious than that. So, what happened then?
1: Exactly. So, I was um, blessed enough to be sent to some pretty, a pretty awesome plastic surgeon. Uh, in my first meeting with him, I was, I could that I was in good hands thankfully he uh, went on to explain that I don't remember the actual size of it I I try to live my life kind of simply so numbers I've just kind of left and I figured as long as the doctors knew what they were doing then I was okay with it but I recall him saying to me he looked at the results of the biopsy and he said it's I can work with this. If it was a little bit bigger, there would have there wouldn't have been anything that he could do for me. So he was talking skin, skin grafts and that sort of thing. Um, before I knew it, I was going to nuclear medicine. I was get, getting all kinds of uh, CAT scans and blood work and just doctors the cancer clinic was brand new and I thought well you know this just wasn't really happening it's almost like a whirlwind that you're thrown into um, but yeah so he um, I was in fairly quickly actually and he did um, he removed the lymph nodes from my groin which would need to be sent away to see if it had been if the melanoma had spread and he did a three inch excision, which means so it's not just cut, um, it pretty much has to be scooped out. And um he did an amazing, amazing job, and um, you know he was able to get it, so the margins didn't show um, any growth around there. So what he had taken was was safe. It took about um, six weeks, six to eight weeks, for the results of the uh, lymph nodes to come back, and uh, I'm very happy to say that they came back also negative. So it hadn't spread to my lymph nodes or to any other organs. So um, yeah, it was. I was pretty blessed to have the people that I did in my profession in the profession.
0: And I guess this is what um, you're talking about, you know, when you said you had to, s- to scoop this area out. It's not just making an incision and cutting it out. It's, you've got to go for all of the tissue uh, deep. Um, is that what makes melanoma so aggressive that it, it does tend to go right in there?
1: Exactly it does it it gets right in there, and it will it can go again very quickly, and that's the difference so um if you have um just on the top of your skin the um uh just pre cancer or just small cancer cells they once, it, once you've gotten them there, um, as you know, the skin is the biggest organ and it's constantly shedding. Um, so when you're applying your sunscreen and that sort of thing, you actually are at a, um, an advantage by doing that because it's helping uh, the skin to actually uh, cause have the shedding and uh, it it forms that layer there so it's actually a a pretty good thing but that is why melanoma is so aggressive one of the reasons for sure.
0: You mentioned your legs Mm -hmm. and uh, it seems to me that a lot of women tend to notice the melanoma on their legs Are, are there particular body parts that are more prone to melanoma than others and does it differ in men and women?
1: uh it there are your legs are definitely um the uh the site for women Uh, i've actually had uh, a couple of more spots taking taken from my legs uh your hands and men mostly it would be the back of your neck um that they would have it there's no set Rule for where you're going to get it, um, or what's uh, most popular. <laughs> but for women, it is it is your legs.
0: In other words, the areas that are more prone
1: to exposure. I would imagine exactly. So, like if um, each time I see uh, my my cancer specialist, the dermatologist at the cancer clinic, I'm normally I have my hands um, from skin cancer. Um, it's usually my hands, side of my temples. Um, my chest um, would the V would come into your chest and my arms they're, they're the main parts for the skin cancer that I that I would have removed I've actually had very little removed from my legs it was the melanoma that uh, that formed on my legs
0: and so are you prone to freckling or do you have a lot of moles does that make you more susceptible
1: absolutely and it's a pigmentation in your skin so i do have a lot of freckles moles not so much um i i'm very light-skinned uh my blonde hair blue eyes again the uh, the risk factors for somebody to get melanoma but the important thing here is yes it is absolutely risk factor but melanoma it doesn't stop just at those i mean it it affects race colors people will think that um, a dark person is less prone which is not the case
0: and I wanted, to yeah, I wanted. that's an important point. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about that in a moment. Um, because we're up to another break. <laughs> um, my guest today is I, I got to navigate all this. <laughs> my guest today is Bev Corrigan. Uh, she is, uh, I guess, taking that melanoma journey. Uh, and this is melanoma awareness month. So this is her job today. She's telling us about melanoma and how important it is to be checking for these things. Um, and I want to talk about prevention. And I want to talk about other skin types when we come back after the break. Your VOCM 2022 ECMA nominee for Media Outlet of the Year. This is Melanoma Awareness Month, and Bev Corrigan has joined us on On Target today to share the information that she has about melanoma. And you were just starting to get into it there, uh, Bev, when I cut you off, but the bottom line is that
1: melanoma doesn't discriminate. It doesn't. Um, those UVA and the UVB um, razor there, Linda. And it doesn't matter what the age, sex, um, the color of our skin. If if we allow them to, to get to our skin, they're going to cause damage. It, it doesn't matter. It's not going to stop. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, all skin types, of course, can be affected, and people with darker skin may not notice until the cancer is advanced, and we have a very famous example of that. One of my favorite artists, Bob Marley, a famous example, having developed skin cancer under his toenail, and by the time it was diagnosed,
1: of course, it was too late. Yep, absolutely, and that's That's the thing with it, and I do know... um, the Melanoma Network has done many webinars and seminars um, on people with sc- colored skin uh, to, you know, uh, be able to identify and detect the melanoma. That, um, you know, they will show us to go by the ABCDs and E's of melanoma um, and how to detect it. So, the A would be the asymmetry, which would tell you the two halves of the moles. Uh, they would have different shapes. And then the B would be the border. Um, the edge of the mole is kind of irregular, and it may be you know, ragged or, or notched. And then the C is the color. The color of the mole is kind of uneven. Uh, it could be shades of dark brown and black, sometimes pink. Uh, the D would be the diameter, which is the 6 millimeters. It's uh, usually the size of the top of a pencil eraser, uh, when diagnosed they can be smaller, which mine was, and E is the evolution so the mole has changed in the past few weeks or months and it may be itchy scaling you know bleeding those are the the ways uh, to identify um, you know um, melanoma uh, which you you know you should do on a on a monthly basis.
0: Does it always present as a mole
1: um well, it, the thing with it is, is that is what whatever you would think would be a mole. You know, some people, will, I say, a mole has got to be this big, ugly thing on your skin. No, it doesn't have to be like that. Mine was a very small, as again, like a skin tag. Um, and I'm sure you remember uh, the Vancouver Canucks assistant manager uh, Brian Hamilton um, was lucky enough to have a young medical student sit behind him. Uh, at a game, and she noticed uh, a, just a regular mole—a no, a mole on the back of his neck—and she held up the sign to him. Um, you know, and in his in his words was that you know it wasn't big; it didn't look like a really ugly mole or anything like that. But he did have the team doctor look at that, and uh, that young girl got her got her uh tuitions paid for by that, uh, you know, just acknowledging that it was there and, and showing him uh because he didn't see it. Again, it doesn't have to be a huge a huge ugly mole that's um you know that just sticks out. I always tell somebody if if you see something new and you're not comfortable with it, have it checked. You have nothing to lose. You know, you can uh just go if your doctor um thinks that it's, it needs to be further examined he'll do that, so it you have nothing to lose by having it checked
0: Is it sometimes someone else who notices these things like you said this uh, this fan who was sitting behind uh, yeah. uh this gentleman or or like a hairdresser even somebody who knows your head and suddenly notices something
1: absolutely so that's the thing around this awareness that you know it it doesn't have to be with ourselves you know um if we're sat down talking to our friend or whatever, you know, um, if you see something and you think it's kind of weird, you know, just say it, and uh, you have nothing to lose. Uh, you can you can go have it checked or whatever. But yeah, most uh, hairdressers and estheticians and you know they are very informed about this thing now and about melanoma, and they can identify it and normally. Um, You know, I know for me, when I go for a facial, my, my, my girl will always say, you know, Bev, you have such beautiful skin if you didn't have melanoma, (laughs) but she is, she's, she's, um, you know, very up on things and people, you know, people will um, um, tell you, you know, um, if they feel that there's anything that they should have checked for sure.
0: And spouses are good at that too, spouses and partners and that sort of thing. What's that thing on your back? Come here, let me have a look at that.
1: Exactly. Um, Actually, uh, that's a funny story because yesterday I spoke with uh, a woman in my 50-plus fitness class, and she said, I've seen these couple of um, moles on my husband's back, and I sent them to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, you don't like them there? He said, no. He said, I'm okay with it, but my wife don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he had those molds removed and, and thankfully they were the um they weren't melanoma so
0: you mentioned the a b c d e and and you know uh, keeping an eye on changes in your skin and that sort of thing is it more difficult for people uh, with darker
1: skin tones it could be and um uh, i'm again i I have to be honest, I'm not really up on all of the um, ways for a dark person to actually identify. Um, I do know that they, um, they can get melanoma just as easy as anybody else. Um, the, the melanoma network is the best place to go for that, and um, they have all that information out there.
0: Certainly, and I've um, just a small bit of of stuff that I've read is that uh, it can be a little bit trickier because it will show up in weird places, like around the toenail, like in Bob Marley's case, or on the lip, or something like that. Uh, uh, And we talked about exposures, and uh, men, you know, if they're not wearing a hat or don't have their ears covered, their ears can be pretty um, exposed at the back of their necks, their backs, and uh, women, like you say now, legs and hands and feet, (laughs) because we like to wear are nice shoes in the summer
1: and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. And again, Linda, the, the key here is, you know, to be um, smart. You know, if you have sun smarts when you're going out, um, you know, that's that's the key to it. And whatever is going to be is going to be. I remember my doctor saying to me um, when I was leaving the hospital uh, after my excision, he said, Bev, just go home, you know, put your feet up and just relax and get outside and enjoy the warmth. And I found it kind of ironic that he had said, instead of enjoying the sun, just enjoy the warmth. And to me, that was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to live and it's, you know, I am going to enjoy the warmth and I'm going to do what I can to, uh, you know, to prevent uh, and to stay safe.
0: And that's an important point too because we're Newfoundlanders and Labradorians, we're Canadians. Um, When the sun comes out, what tends to happen? Off comes the sweaters and the long pants and all of that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you're exposing all this skin that hasn't seen the sun in a very long time uh, to those harmful rays. Is there a way to dress for the heat and still manage to protect your skin?
1: It I just if I could just back up a little bit, I actually like the fact that as Newfoundlanders, uh, we are at advantage for a lot, but we are at a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to actually feeling the effects of the the rays because it's masked by the the wind. Um, you know, we we don't feel that we have the rays as strong as, as what we do because the wind. Um, But we get it. And as for example, again, tomorrow, uh, we're at a six, which is high. Um, Sometimes with that wind, again, you're not feeling it. um, You're not feeling it the same. And, you know, we can um, be fooled very easily for that. So I I encourage people just when you're looking at the weather in the morning to see whether or not you're going to be wearing that sweater. Just take a peek down at the bottom it will always say the UV uh, index there. So just be mindful of that and uh, I think you'll be safe. But, yeah, so there are are lots of things that we can do, um, you know, to protect our skin. so when our clothes do come off, um, you know make sure that the sunscreen goes on. you know that's the important thing. Um, 15 to 30 minutes before you go out into the sun, make sure you use enough um, and reapply. So it's very important to reapply every couple of hours. Um, if you were in Florida and you were going outside, the first thing you would do would make sure you had sunscreen in your backpack. There's nothing different from here. You need to do the same thing here. Keep that sunscreen with you. Have you know if there's places that you can't reach, have a friend or somebody with you uh, to help you with that. Um, make sure that you cover every part of your body that's going to be exposed. Um, and, you know, uh, again, reapply People will say, oh, well, I wore sunscreen But I still got burnt Yeah, you probably got burnt Because you only put it on once And went for the day And, you know, um, it, it loses its effectiveness After the couple of hours So I can't stress that uh, enough uh, In addition to our skin People forget that it's UVL, um, um melanoma as well Which affects the eyes So our sunglasses are extremely important as well. Um, I have a a good friend here in Newfoundland who, once I shared my story from melanoma, contacted me to say that she had uh, uveal melanoma. Which uh, you know she couldn't get treated here; that she has to go to Ontario. So she's doing well, thank God. But uh, it's that's kind of scary. Uh, I would never have thought um, melanoma in the eyes, but um, it it can affect every part of our body. In addition to that, you, there's um, lots of um, U.P.S. clothing out there now, uh, ultraviolet protection. Um, they, there's many. Um, Columbia actually is a, a sponsor for the Melanoma Network now. Um, they have their clothing, um, and Halle Hansen has quite a few uh, items that are, are protected. So if they're lightweight and uh, loose fitting, you know, um, anytime that you're you're going out, uh, you can comfortably wear that. Uh, a lot of people just stick on that baseball hat and they think that you know that's great, but it's not covering your neck it's not going to cover those ears all it's going to do is give partial shade over your face and um, it's not the ideal head protection if you could get something a a broad-brimmed hat you know that will cover your face and your neck and your ears so you're much safer to do that um, as opposed to the um, this um, just the baseball hat Um, people also ask about, uh, sunscreen, you know, what should they use? Uh, I listened to Dr. Ian Landell on your, on one of the shows from VOCM the other day. And, uh, you know, he had stated 50 or higher, uh, Broad-spectrum, water-resistant, and ensure, again, the generous layers, and uh, reapply. You know, Again, reapply was the, the key there. Um, the broad-spectrum will protect against the UVA and the UVB um, rays, so it will keep you safe um, on all ends. And again, 50, 50 or higher is ideal.
0: My guest today on On Target is Bev Corrigan. This is Melanoma Awareness Month, and she's spreading the word. We'll be back right after this. Your VOCM Mornings with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy, 530 to 9 a.m. weekdays on your VOCM. And we're back. My guest today is Bev Corrigan, and she's spreading the word about melanoma awareness uh, during this Melanoma Awareness Month. Any big activities planned through May?
1: (laughs) So, we do. We will be, or I will be, along with um, some very close family and friends, hosting the Strides for Melanoma. It uh, will take place May 29th on um, the old Whitless Bay line. Um, it's uh, it's proven to be uh, growing. in um, Last year, sorry, two years ago when I was diagnosed, I went on to the melanoma site and I realized that Newfoundland was the only province that wasn't participating in the Strides for Melanoma walk. And I made a, a pact that I would do what I could to make sure that uh, we did hold the Strides for Melanoma. So um, this year will take place again on the 29th on the Old Willis Bay line. There's um, a You can go on to the Melanoma Network site and register for our team. Um, We have a team called Raise of Hope, and uh, we've raised ten thousand dollars so far Um, this year. That was two two years combined. My hope this year would be to match that ten thousand, which I really feel that we can. We've we're off to a a good start, so we're currently at sixteen hundred dollars. And I really feel that over the next month with the support um, of many people that we can raise the money. But, Linda, um, in addition to the amount of money that's raised, we've had a lot of people come in and have learned so much. The awareness um, has been the key. People are asking questions. Uh, The Melanoma Network is a huge support for me doing this here whatever I ask for with regards to New Zealand, um, you know, they're sending me all kinds of information, um, the, um, the signage, everything that we need, uh, you know, it's fantastic the uh, government house actually will be lit up. I'm so I'm thrilled for that uh, on May 7th it will be lit to acknowledge um, melanoma um, awareness month. Um, it's uh, it's pre- pretty exciting that thats that is uh, getting done to consider that we were a province that weren't involved um, two years prior to that so, it's It's proven to be a big day we have uh, we walked two point five kilometers uh in on the old witness bay line two point five kilometers back uh we ha- we have a basket that we actually this year my mother has uh, put together in um memory of my father who had um he didn't die from skin cancer but uh did have some cancerous um uh on his body and um it's pretty exciting for that. We have uh, Brian Finn, who has uh, entertained us for the past two years, uh, has proven to give us a little jig and a, a dance, um, you know, uh, to to kind of end off the day. And uh, all are welcome. You know, the more the more people we can get, you know, the more awareness we can get out there, raising funds for an organization and that. Um, I am so grateful was there for me when I needed them. And every dollar that, uh, that we put out there, um, you know, is gone directly to helping people um, with, with melanoma and skin cancers. They, they, um, because of COVID, we um, were able to go virtual uh, with webinars and support groups, um, the educational resources that they send out, the newsletters. I believe there's a webinar actually tonight um, for... Uh, um, with the professional um, dermatologist, so there's all kinds of information. So every dollar that we do raise um, is well is well spent and in, with research and that sort of thing. So strides really
0: for melanoma. How do people get involved?
1: So it's melanoma network, they can go into that site and there's a registration there. So um, I. It says St. John's um, that you can register on the team. You can walk virtually. Uh, there's some um, pledge forms and stuff there. and Or you can join my team, Rays uh, of Hope. You can contact me at BevBarber at iCloud.com if you would like to join our team, or you can join directly on the melanomanetwork.ca. And bring your hats and sunscreen. Absolutely. I will have lots of coverage there um, with regards to shelter, shade, that sort of thing. It proved to be a great day the past couple of years. It's been fabulous, and I'm excited for it again this year, and we're definitely going to make our $10,000.
0: And you mentioned the shade, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because we do have a tendency when the sun comes out because we don't see it very often. Uh, but I mean, you can get UV exposure even in like cloudy conditions.
1: Oh, absolutely. It'll come through anything fog, um, clouds, uh, anything. People don't realize with the even with the. Um, the snow, you know, it, it reflects off the snow and back and it will actually double. So the, the rays are, are always there and they can come through that. So it's extremely important. And even with the um, the cheaper kind of um, shades, umbrellas, like they can be broken down with the, the UV. So over time, they can lose the amount of protection that they give. So I, I advise to just be careful on that and, uh, you know, just make sure that you you kind of check it and you will see when it's starting to break down from the uv ray so i mean that that would tell you how how strong they are that they can do that to an umbrella or or you know the shelters
0: and it doesn't need to be hot i think a lot of people think you know heat equates sun damage but it doesn't it
1: doesn't need to be hot absolutely not sometimes our uv rays are stronger or higher than our temperatures that's the key and again, Linda, I can't stress enough. Get up in the morning, when you brush your teeth, put on your sunscreen. It only takes a minute. You know, for people out driving, the sun is coming through the windows, you know, um, that's probably one of my biggest things is is driving and uh, my hands. Um, now I will, you know, wear gloves, <laughs> driving gloves or, you know, be careful like that. But yeah, it's... Um, it's very important to make sure that you you get that sunscreen on, regardless of the temperatures, and sitting near that window too uh, you were talked about
0: driving, but you know if your office happens to be in a sunny window,
1: you might want to consider realigning yourself <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And again, it'll go back to you brush your teeth, you put on your sunscreen. And if, once you start doing that, you become, I mean, we're creatures of habit for, for, you know for the most part. You do that. And you will, you know, one of these days when you don't put that on, you'll feel kind of naked without it. It just becomes a part of your routine, and it's a safe thing. Um, I actually found something really interesting uh, from Dr. Landell's on your, one of your programs, and people were afraid to use the sunscreen, um, saying that it entered their bodies. And um, Dr. Lindell's, um had said about the mineral and that sort of thing, the, the chemicals, as opposed to that. However, they've only ever tested the sunscreens in your blood. He stated that those of us who put on makeup also, if they test it, would have small uh, traces of that in our blood, but it's not tested. So it's kind of a myth with regards to the extent of it, and people use that for an excuse. So I encourage people to you know, make sure that when you're making decisions and what you're going to do, inform yourself, get educated on it, and you'll see that those, these are the kinds of things that are going to keep us safe.
0: Bev you've done a wonderful service here today I really appreciate your time and uh, do keep us informed of all of the events and as uh, May 28th gets closer we'll be talking a little bit more about strides for melanoma really appreciate your time this afternoon thank you very much oh you're welcome thank you for having me and we'll be back tomorrow we're going to be talking about mental health awareness week which this is uh, so stay tuned for that thanks for listening